Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hey, welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. Continuing to peek out my window, uh, trying to get a glimpse of these F-35s. You know what? I've got the flight path here in front of me, and i got the times which correspond to each location which they're expected to fly over, and I think I missed them. I think, I think that in executing my expert duties as a broadcaster, uh, bringing to you the important information from around the globe... I have sacrificed my view of the F-35s. That's too bad. On the KSL News Radio Facebook page, though, we have asked for your help. If you happen to be out and able to see uh, these flying jets, the four of them, as they make their way through the Utah skies, uh, grab a picture, grab a video. Uh, help me see what I'm missing right now. Post it up on the on the page there and share it, and I'd love to see it. I will tell you, too, that... Um, on my Facebook page, the Lee Lonsberry Live Mike page, I have a, a, a video shared with me by a friend in New York City. Uh, this friend of mine's got like the most beautiful view you can imagine. You can see the whole city. You can see the river. It's beautiful. And just the other day, uh, in a similar salute to first responders and those on the front lines of this battle against the coronavirus, the uh, the Thunderbirds and the Blue Angels flew together uh, in formation over the skies of New York City. And there's just a beautiful video there I've got posted, shared from uh, a friend of mine. And they come through the sky there. You can see the buildings. Uh, anyway, a similar salute taking place right now in the state of Utah for uh, F-35 fighter jets making their way through the sky. Uh, anyway, so that's that. I, I want to uh, move on here to another topic, uh, which has to do with Hill Air Force Base, which also has to do with F-35s, uh, but goes back in time a little bit. You see, uh, every year or so, there is there are plans laid out by the various branches of the military to undertake certain construction projects to improve uh, readiness, to uh, improve the, the facilities uh, which contribute to our national defense. And there were a handful of projects slated to be constructed uh, constructed at Utah's Hill Air Force Base, and then uh, President Trump uh, let it be known that he uh, needed some money to, to build a wall. Let me play for you a comment he made uh, during that time. We had certain funds that are uh, being used at the discretion of generals, at the discretion of the military. Uh, some of them haven't been allocated yet, and some of the generals think that this is more important uh, I was speaking to a couple of them. They think this is far more important than what they were going to use it for. I said, what were you going to use it for? And I won't go into details, but didn't sound too important to me. Uh, well, the president was wrong. They're, these projects are very important, and some of them are so important that there are members of Congress who have uh, repeatedly beat the drum of their importance up till now. And, well, some of those 
projects have received the funding they needed for their completion. One such project uh, is right here in Utah. To explain uh, that project, I've invited onto the program Congressman Rob Bishop, represents Utah's 1st District, which of course includes Utah's Hill Air Force Base. Sir, how are you? I'm doing fine. And you should have been out there watching the flyover. There's no excuse for that. I'm so sorry. Well, here's a th- I am. I'm not kidding you. I am like two or three steps away from my balcony. And this morning, I was trying to figure out how could I get like the cables and the cords and wires that make this broadcast possible out there, so that I could look up and see. I couldn't pull it off. I was technologically limited. Did you get to see them? Uh, no, they'll fly over Brigham City a lot later. Oh, good for you. Tell us, uh, tell us about what, uh, tell us about what's going on at Hill Air Force Base, the Utah Test and Training Range, and uh, what you have done to bring this project back from the dead, at least. Well, yeah, and, and what I'm most grateful about is uh, we did it the right way. So when the uh, 127 projects were reallocated, and uh, you played the clip by by President Trump, there were voices even some within Utah that said we need to go out there, we need to bash Trump, we need to force the Air Force to fund these programs. And I realized at that time that that was simply a non-starter if you actually are serious about getting this particular project. So fortunately what we did on the House side, uh, with a lot of help from Congressman Stewart as well as Congressman Curtis, is instead we simply went to the Air Force and asked them to tell us once again why this program is important. So instead of browbeating them into a position they wouldn't do, we, we, we properly lobbied them to, to tell them, to convince themselves of why they were doing that in the first place. So they did now reinstitute 22 of those 127 projects, including the one that's going to be in Hill, 28 million going there for a Utah Test and Training Range Command Center, which is going to take about 80 people who, um, spread over Hill Air Force Base right now and put them in a common place and upgrade it so that we can actually make sure that we are we are in a modernized situation to make sure that anything of a new generation weapon system plane that's going to be tested in the Utah test, testing range will be done so and will be done so effectively. What this does is simply modernize what we are doing to make the testing range more effective. The fact that that range is more effective and useful and controlled at Hill Air Force Base means Hill Air Force Base is now more effective and useful, and it just secures the space for the future. Plus, the 86th Squadron was going to be moved, I think, from Egwand Air Force Base in Florida up to Hill to try and facilitate this, not only the maintenance of the F-35, but also the range. And they basically didn't have a place for them. Now we will have a place, as this command center is set up, the 86th will take over their old quarters, and that's about 70 more jobs that are going to come to Utah to facilitate this process. So I'm happy for Hill, and I'm happy that this strengthens Hill, and I'm happy that we did it the right way by getting the Air Force to convince themselves on why this project was important. They're the ones that made this final decision. It was the right way of doing it. Very good. Uh, just uh, about 30 seconds left. Let me ask you this question. You, you think you and your colleagues in the House are going to get back to D.C. and get back to work anytime soon? Nobody knows. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're talking now about bringing some committees back early, one of which would be Hask, in which I am a member. Uh, Hask, the, the House Armed Services Committee. Yes, I'm sorry, yeah, acronyms. <laughs> yeah, the Armed Services Committee, which funds these kind of programs that we're just talking about, as well as the F-35. And uh, Congressman Hoyer was talking about having everything started the second week of May, 
But once again, they were also talking about the first week of May, and that's been put on hold, too. So no one knows. All right. Uh, well, I'm grateful to you for your time. Uh, envious of you being able to see those Jets when they make their way over Brigham City later on today, uh, probably an hour from now or so. Uh, uh, grateful to you for your time. Grateful to you for your explanation and your work on behalf of Hill Air Force Base, sir. Well, someday when this is up and running, you've got to go up there and look and see how exactly cool this is in facilitating the testing range and securing Hill Air Force Base's future. 100%. All right, listen, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we will likely be hearing from Dr. Angela Dunn, as we do each day at this time, where she gives a situational update on the ongoing pandemic, the coronavirus, the new numbers here in the state of Utah. We'll also be hearing from Governor Gary Herbert giving an update as we right now sit on the eve of the uh, relaxing of some of the risk levels here in the state of Utah. We're moving from red to orange. And we'll talk about it next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.